Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. So uh, one situation that I was wondering about, see if, if you've had any experience or advice for this type of situation, but um, so... I recently put someone in charge at my company as director to run day-to-day operations and I am you know trying to be proactive to set them up for success as much as I can as well as look out for pitfalls in a situation like that. Have you seen like what kind of mistakes have you seen people make when they set someone else in charge of their team that they were previously in charge of? You know what kind of things do you typically see in situations like that to look out for or things that I could do to make that uh, go more smoothly? Well, the first thing you had to do is you had to give them your expectation. What outcomes do you want? Not how to run it, but what outcomes, what performance metrics, what are you looking for? And then you've got to kind of take a step back. And I know sometimes it's hard when you've had your hands on the throttle and you've been able to go ahead and use that steering wheel. It's kind of hard to take your hands off that and let somebody else but they have to go ahead and be able to make a right turn or a left turn and make some adjustments. And as long as they're within your performance parameters, encourage them. If they need help, encourage them to come ask. But what you can't do is you can't micromanage them. And, you know, that's what a lot of managers, even in corporate America, as they move up, they want to go ahead and have their old job as well as their new job. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I mean, that never works out for either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, the good thing is I, I'd say I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum of that. And, and I wonder if I should be more involved sometimes just to be, I, I make myself available, but basically what we do is like a, a weekly check-in the same time each week. You know, we usually mm-hmm. have a three hour check-in just to see how things are going. I usually let them run that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, she'll check in with me and say, all right, here's how things are going. And we'll talk about a couple of things, any questions, about, you know, whatever it might be, maybe getting some advice. I'm, I'm trying to act kind of like, um, I guess my approach is being almost like a business coach for my own business right. or have them run it, but I'm there to coach things if, if things go wrong or if there's something that comes up that's complex or things like that. And, and I, Ben, I think that's a great approach as long as you have those key performance indicators in there. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know exactly because I don't know the technicalities of your business. Yeah. But it may be, hey, if you need four new clients a, a week, you know, mm-hmm. are they doing the outreach to get to four new clients a week? Are they delivering projects on time? Um, mm-hmm. Are they are they hitting the milestones along those projects? I mean, those are the key things. And then after that, you're right. You can be very, very open and have a, a conversation. But you st- still need to have that conversation about those performance metrics. And if boom, 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 they all check good. Hey, you might get an hour and a half back. They might get an hour and a half back. They don't mm-hmm. might not need the three hours. Or you yep. might need the three hours and, and, and want to go through just so you understand what else is going on. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and and for us, I'd say we don't call them the key performance metrics, but I'd say we kind of it's the same type of idea where it's like, all right, we need to get in at least X number of leads this month, and then from those we need to convert these to many to meetings, and then of those we need to convert that many to projects. So we have like a minimum that we shoot for project wise, and and so yeah, <clears throat> I think that part's covered. The things I think about are like, you know, since we have a smaller team and a smaller business, I think about things like trying to preserve the culture that's there, you know, uh, with me not being there or, you know, mm-hmm. things are going to change when you have a new leader too. So it's like, there. I guess it probably makes sense to expect some type of shifting here and there of some people might like it more or less depending on who's in charge and things like that. But I'm just trying to keep an eye on things as much as I can and try to set it up to where, you know, things are as steady as possible, you know, even if I'm, if I'm not there. Well, and the person that replaced you, one of the things that they should do, I don't know whether you gave it to them or not, but they need to kind of update everything that they do, create those processes, because at some point in time, they may want to move on. And do mm-hmm. you want to have to step back down and say, okay, three years have gone by, things have changed a little bit. I know it from a 60,000 foot level, but I don't know it from the 30,000 foot level because I haven't been right. hands-on. So the more they can kind of document their processes and even then set those aside because they're a learn shortcut. And then a, a year later, verify and audit those. Are those still good? Yeah. And then we set those aside or we've made some changes. Let's update those. I think that's a great way then to look Mm. for the longer term of your business. Then, hey, somebody else can move in as this person may move up into another position or they may find something else uh, Mm -hmm. or somebody else may want to be training for it and say, here, we can go ahead and get you trained for this position even before you go there to see if you'd really like it or not. And it's not just that position. It's all positions. Like almost like sort of like succession planning in a way, but also like, yeah, systemizing it enough so that someone else could be trained on it easily in the future. And it's not just a black hole if that person's gone. Like, okay, well, what was going on and <laughs> how do we do this again? Yeah, I think that's a really good good point. Absolutely. I mean, with the, I mean, the big reset that's kind of going on, I'm sure a lot of companies are scrambling saying, okay, we laid off or some people quit. Well, we're not quite sure what all they did. Two months later, they find out it's getting to be the end of the quarter. They have a critical item that that has to be done. And guess what? Nobody knows how to do it anymore. Wrong time to learn that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Lost the knowledge with the person. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. What are your thoughts about like just strategies for business growth? You know, like, again, you know, for me, it was kind of very organic. I, I started my business as, as the guy who's doing everything, you know, the jack of all trades And then as I got busy, I started hiring contractors. And as I got busier, I started hiring those contractors. And then, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a sense of, I feel like I've plateaued in some ways where I've kind of reached as like, kind of like that max of organic growth. And so now it's like, all right, how do I break through that and kind of go to the next level or move to that next tier of of business? Sometimes it's taking a step back whether it's a couple of days off or a week off, and really just thinking about the business. Is there some way that those skills, those processes can be applied to either a different market or they can go ahead and be applied in a different way to go ahead and create another level of growth? I was talking with a guy who's creating a, uh, an entrepreneurial curriculum for a school system that's then going to go ahead and sell it to other school systems. And they're piloting it out with a couple of school systems right now. And 
next weekend, I think they've got their big showcase where all the kids who planned and built products or services will go ahead and demonstrate them. And judges will say, hey, great job. They'll ask questions. And one of them, I was a judge a year ago, and one of them was a, a golf cart company who's doing electric golf carts. And I mean, he's got over a million dollars in business and he hadn't graduated high school yet. And wow. he was selling to the Middle East. He had a container that he was loading to go to the Middle East. So, I mean, much broader than anything you'd think out of a, hmm. a, pro, a curriculum like this. And I said, well, Bob, you've got some great, you've got some great donors. You've got some great investors to go ahead and keep building this. But have they gone through this show, showcase? Have they seen it with you? Well, no. And, and you know, sometimes you're busy. I said, can you go ahead and get, let's say, the local high school, if they have an AV department or whatever they call it today, to come out and video it on GoPros or whatever else so you can make a, a two-minute video of it, put it on a website, send it out to those people who have donated money for your program and show them what they've invested in and some of the results. And that's, that can go ahead and be absolutely amazing. My son likes to go ahead, go to garage sales and repurpose stuff that he's found and resell it. So, well, you can do that, but if you want to get bigger, go out on YouTube and show other people how to make that a business. Chances mm -hmm. are, you know, you'll have your niche as to, he likes doing Christmas stuff. He says he's found a great following in that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure there's people who will do Marvel stuff or who will do toys or who will do, I mean, there's a million niches out there. You know, figure yeah. that out, but also think about stepping back and giving some of that content and putting it out there it builds your brand and maybe build a marketplace for a lot of the, these, these individuals who do this kind of thing. Because if, if there's a demand, why not go ahead and create the supply and, and show them where it is? You know, you'll be a whole new eBay. Who knows what happens after that? Yeah. Yeah. What? So if, if someone's kind of starting out, you know, we kind of talked about the mission, vision, values. So kind of wrangling those things, really finding out who your customer is. And then what do you think the next step after that is, as far as kind of like developing your business out or implementing? I, I, I honestly feel like the days of having like a, a business plan is kind of irrelevant. I, it's hard to say because I feel like I never started with a business plan. I feel like a lot of people, you know, say, oh, you need a business plan in order to start your business. But for me, I just kind of, I kind of wung it. I Googled a lot of stuff. I failed at certain things and, <laughs> you know, had to find solutions, you know, for that and, and whatnot. I mean, you know, what do you think the next, the next phase, you know, for growing a successful business and, and developing a successful, successful businesses? Well, planning and documentation is always important, but it's not the only thing. And I think like you said, you have to get out there and do it. I mean, the business plan, if you're going to go to a bank and ask for a loan, they're going to want one. But if you're mm -hmm. not going to a bank and asking for a loan, do you need one? Well, you kind of have to have the organized enough in your mind to say, hey, what am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to achieve it by? And that kind of thing. But after that, you're right. It's far more important to do it, to, to find out what you know, find out what you don't know. You're going to make some mistakes, but so does the best entrepreneur. So does the best business person out there. That's how they've learned what they're doing. Don't think mm -hmm. that all, anything that you write down even is written in stone. It's written in paper just so you can get your thoughts together, but it, it's written down only so you can go out there and execute on it. So you can go out and try it. And when you try it, don't try it once. You got to try it twice, three times, whatever. Stick with it long enough to know that you've tried it as far as you can 
before it's time. Okay, this one didn't work. Time to try something else. Now, some entrepreneurs can go through so many iterations in a day or in a, a week that by next week, they can try their next experiment. Others, mm -hmm. we're a little bit slower and it may go ahead and take us a month or it may take us three months before we've done enough iterations to say, you know what? That's probably not going to work for me. I need to pivot. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like my my version of a business plan that I usually go through is basically I create like a spreadsheet, you know, my build a website. Well, that's two things. I was going to say two. That's actually, you're right on the money, Mark. You're hundred percent on the money. I build a website about because I'm a website designer. So it helps me think through the business when I, when I build a website that shows like, how am I talking to my customer about this? How am I designing? It, it makes me think through the target audience. How am I talking to them? How am I presenting my offer? How am I saying the pricing works? So that's one part is like, I design like a logo and like a concept around it visually. And for me, that helps me think through it a little bit. And then the other piece is like a spreadsheet that's like, okay, if I get X number of customers per month and it's on a subscription basis of this amount and then I lose this many over time, like what does that look like? So it's like not a very official, probably, I'm probably missing, I have some gaps I'm sure I'm missing, but it's like even just gut level, it feel, it makes sense to like have some type of uh, idea of the potential of an idea. And then what if you tweak that and make it not a subscription plan, it's a one-time payment, but it's more or whatever, you know? And those are like my personal ways of processing those ideas. I'm always like coming up with new ideas, but you know, I have to be careful not to try to launch all of them or I'll never finish anything. But <laughs> it's like, but, you know, I, I it, think, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not nearly as creative as, as you sound. So, I mean, but I think that's, <laughs> you, have, I mean, you have a very operational process from a creative perspective mm -hmm. and it works for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Hmm. Ben, I was going to say, are you, is it a spreadsheet or is it a silver? It, it's, uh, I, it's, I said spreadsheet, but it's a solver. Uh, okay, it's, I was about to say. Yeah. It, I was it, like, a solver and a website. Those yeah, are the two things you give this guy and he's coming up with businesses. <laughs> solver is just basically like a uh, notepad that has a spreadsheet calculator built in. I just mm -hmm. don't say that because most people don't, don't know what it is. But <laughs> check it out. It's it's spelled like soul, like your soul, and then V-E-R, solver. It is a pretty cool app. Where, yeah. Anyway, I use that because my mind works better in that than in spreadsheets, but... Um, yeah, it's a fun way to calculate your, uh, your potential income with different ideas. Yeah. Well, and then and what about execution? I mean, what are your thoughts about execution? Cause I feel like a lot of people come up with good ideas, you know, and like the title of your book, you know, hope is not a business strategy. And so it's this idea of a lot of people, they have an idea and they like hope that it's going to work out. And I, you know, I have, I have a few people that I know who are always like, oh yeah, I'm going to start doing this thing, you know? And, and then it's like, you see him in a, you know, a few months later and say, like, Hey, how's that thing going? It's like, Oh, and there's some excuse why it didn't work out or, you know, the market's not right or whatever. What What are your thoughts about, you know, coming up with your, your plan and then executing on it? Absolutely. I mean, action is the only thing that's going to go ahead and get you results. Planning is wonderful. And I think there's a, uh, there's a, a good time to plan. And I think you need to go ahead and do it periodically, but if you're not, executing, if you're not taking action, you'll never get results. Absolutely never. So, and, and, you know, and there is that, that little gap between the time that you finish your plan and the time that you say, Hey, I'm going to go forward yeah. with it. That Yeah. There is a little bit of hope there because you never know what's going to happen exactly. But that's not your strategy going forward because you've got the plan. But then when it comes out and, and that's why I talk about earlier key performance indicators or 
performance metrics, say, okay, I think that I would expect this to happen in X number of days or next number of weeks. And if it doesn't, then I need to step back and say, well, why did, what do I need to do different? What do, how do I need to change my execution to go ahead and get what I expect to achieve? And I mean, so it, it's just doing these little iterations and having these little experiments. But no, don't, don't wait till you have a perfect plan. Don't wait till you have a perfect set of business conditions because it'll never happen. If you get to 60, 70, 80%, you're probably far enough along to go ahead and start the execution because the rest you'll learn by the mistakes that you're going to make, even if you had a perfect plan, even if you had perfect business conditions, whatever that might be. But go out there and do it. I mean, I hate to necessarily promote Nike, but I mean, that's really what we're saying. Just do it and you'd be surprised what you're going to learn. You'll make some mistakes and you'll recover from them. Because, you know, you're out there, you want to go ahead and make the money, you want to go ahead and fulfill your purpose, you want to go ahead and take care of the customers, and you'll find ways to go ahead and do that. And those excuses will start to fall by the wayside. Yeah. What are some good businesses right now? Like, like you know, from you look on the outside of things, like what are some things where you look at and you say, hey, this would be a good business idea, you know? Because there's some people who... Uh, are just entrepreneurial, right? And it's not necessarily they have a skill like a they're a photographer or a, um, a graphic designer or something like that, but they just are good at maybe putting together a plan and, and then executing on it. And, you know, what are some, maybe some good low capital businesses that you see that you say, hey, like this would be a good idea for someone, you know, to potentially get into? We've got people like me who... Love to be a guest on a podcast, but don't know the first thing about hosting a podcast. Create some classes on how to go ahead and and get over that hump. And, and maybe they're already out there on YouTube and I just haven't started looking for them. Because again, I think podcasting, there's a, a huge marketplace right now. It's a great way to go ahead and connect, build relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that might be one. I, you know, my son and his reselling stuff. I mean, it's not something that I was into, so I didn't see how big that marketplace is. And given that money is getting tighter and tighter out there, I think reusing, recycling is going to go ahead and become another another big thing. And we've seen that, you know, previously back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when the final when the financial markets had their issues. So I mean, I think there's a lot of things that go in cycles, and I think certain cycles are getting ready to come back around. AI is going to go ahead and disrupt a lot of the things we do. So to know exactly what's going to be good today or tomorrow may change next week or next month, depending on how they decide to go ahead and apply AI to it. And I think those who understand AI and have a a different way of applying it to a business, to a startup, to something, I think they're going to go ahead and be the next millionaires very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Well, hey, thanks so much for being on the show and just having a chat with us here on the Friday Habit. Ben, what are our top three takeaways from today's show? All right, got quite a few here, so I'll have to narrow it down to a couple here. One thing you said that really stuck with me is always make sure to set up processes so that you don't lose knowledge when people quit. You also said business plans aren't set in stone. You have to test them in the wild and tweak them. And... My favorite is hope is not a business strategy. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. Hey, um, what about uh, where people can connect with you, where they can, you know, get more information about what you're doing, get more information about your book? What do you got for them? Uh, the book's on Amazon.com. Hope is not a business strategy. Really easy to go ahead and find. You can reach me at 1310.com, 13tn.com. And I'm on LinkedIn. I know that might be a little more old-fashioned, but I don't know all the social media. No, LinkedIn's still, still really good. Well, what about an action item? What do you got for us? You know, if, if you want to encourage our audience to maybe do one thing next week that will help them in their business, uh, what would that action item be? The evening before, look at what your schedule is for the next day and plan it. Plan what you want to achieve the next day and see if you can't go ahead and knock that out. Doesn't have to be a hundred things, just three items. Set it, you know, like nine o'clock in the evening, kids might be going to bed or things are quieting down, dinner's over. Say, these are the three things that I'm going to focus on tomorrow to get done sometime throughout the day, and you'll be surprised you'll achieve all. Yeah. Well, that I think is good and a good challenge for a lot of people who are, you know, creative because uh, a lot of times it's hard to uh, focus your energy into something like that. So uh, a good challenge for us. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to The Friday Habit. Uh, if you go to thefridayhabit.com, uh, you'll find show notes for this episode. There you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to The Friday Habit system that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. And if you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review in the Apple Podcasts app. And if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, don't forget to record us a quick voice memo and you can email it to hello at thefridayhabit.com. That's right. Thanks so much. And again, remember, live every day like it's Friday. <laughs>